Bonus episode, F1 preview for 2023, and the results from testing in Bahrain. And I'll get to it all here in a few seconds. In case you didn't know, there was a lot of changes that happened in the offseason in Formula One. Their season's kicking off this weekend in Bahrain, so I figured no better time. Then to discuss all of that and the three days of testing, because we did get to see some stuff and learn some stuff during that as well. And this way, I don't have to talk about it as much on Friday, which means it, the episode won't be three years long. But a lot of new people in you know, new faces in new places. We have old faces in new places. We have you know, a lot, a lot of moving parts to go with all of it. I, you know. Very few teams didn't have any changes. Uh, Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Alfa Romeo had no changes. So Red Bull still has Max Verstappen and Checo Perez. Ferrari still has Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. And Mercedes still has Lewis Hamilton, George Russell. And Alfa Romeo still has Joe Guanyu and Valtteri Botas, which I think, you know, obviously, you know, they make good combinations. And I didn't think. At least the big three were going to do any changes no matter what at any point during the season last year. And Alfa Romeo didn't look half bad. I mean, there's some things they have to work on. There's a lot of things a lot of people have to work on. But outside of that, Alpine has added Pierre Gasly to be Esteban Ocon's teammate with the departure of Fernando Alonso. And anyone that watched F1 knows that move needed to happen even sooner. And it did because they just weren't getting along. They weren't meshing it was a very ugly divorce, and they needed to get rid of one another. And I think it's you know going to be good for both you know parties now that they aren't near each other. Only time will tell, but I think it'll work out. McLaren added Oscar Piastri to be Lando Norris's teammate after the departure of Daniel Ricciardo, who is now the reserve driver for his old team at Red Bull. So hopefully that leads to something for him because I think he's super talented. I don't think it was him. I mean, they've had what one top ten in like the last three thousand years win maybe no one win. It was him, and then they fired him the next year. I mean, and your team's debt down. Pretty sure it's not him, but hopefully that turns something good for him at Red Bull because he did yeah, you know, have a lot of good years with Red Bull not that long ago. Again, Alfa Romeo staying with Joe Gwan Joe Guanyu and Valtteri Botas. Aston Martin signed Fernando Alonso after he left Alpine to be Lance Stroll's teammate after the retirement of Sebastian Vettel. That's still gonna be weird to not see, you know, see Bass on a Formula One grid, but he gave a lot, a lot of years. He was great for the sport, and I hope he enjoys you know, every bit of his retirement. He's earned it. And to lose Sebastian Vettel and gain Fernando Alonso, I mean, that's a really good – that's a good swap. You know, former champion, I think, again, you know, team orders, all kinds of stuff. I Now that he's out of there, I think it's going to be very exciting to see what he can do as they wanted him gone so bad they got their wish. We'll see. Haas signed Nico Hulkenberg to be teammates Kevin Magnussen if they got rid of Mick Schumacher, who is now the reserve driver for Mercedes. You know, I'm a Mick Schumacher guy. I was a Michael Schumacher guy. That's probably a big part of it. But, I mean, he started off good. He got points. You know, his first ever points that he did in back-to-back races, and then, like, it just completely fell off a cliff. So, you know, Kevin Magnuson, who they brought in after years of not being there, ended up being the right call and doing better for the team. So, see so, how you know, that dynamic works out because we know there's some tension 
in there with K-Mag and Haas and all that, but we'll figure all that stuff out. Hopefully they figure it out. American team right there. They got to get it together for us, for old glory. Alpha Tori signed Nick DeVries, or DeVries, however you, I've heard it both ways, to be teammates with Yuki Sonoda after the departure of Pierre Gasly to go to Alpine, which, you know, I'm really, because he ran good, you know, Nick DeVries in that one race he ran with Williams, I believe it was. He was very impressive. So the kid's got a lot of talent. We just have to see what he could do with Alpha Tori this year and see how Yuki Sonoda, you know, has progressed in his career and if he can help him, you know, and they work together, we'll see how that goes. I think that'll be a good one. Then William signed Logan Sargent to be Alex Albon's teammate, young American guy, got enough points through F2 last year to get a super license. I'm really stoked to see what he can do. You know, to get a young American in F1. I mean, there's not a lot. It's a very elite club F1. So it's pretty cool to see, you know, what he can do. I hope he does good and hope it's, you know, an improvement for Williams because they need it had a bad you know about a pretty long bad run so we'll see how that works out but then testing there was lots of testing some of these things shouldn't surprise you some of them might but most importantly max verstappen testing day number one was still the fastest person there and that shouldn't surprise anybody uh it was only about 0.029 seconds ahead of fernando alonso in that aston martin but you know max verstappen on the top of the grid should surprise no one. He also ran a crazy amount of laps, you know, at the same time there. So you can tell they're working on a lot of different stuff. He ran 157 laps. Closest person to him was Lewis Hamilton at 83. So he damn near doubled the next closest person. And, you know, with everything with how Mercedes ran last year and Lewis not getting the win and all of that, I'm not surprised he ran, you know, the second most amount of laps. I just think there's stuff that they need to keep working on and working on and working on. And when you got three days to test, why not? I hope they run a lot better this year. Only time will tell. I think they looked much better at the end of the year. So hopefully, you know, they continue to gain so they can keep getting better. Sooner or later, it'll swing back. It's just how many damn races will Max win before he gets to, you know, for the swing back comes. But the Ferraris were third and fourth on day one besides outdoing teammate Charles Leclerc by 0.014 seconds. So they're right on top of each other as well. Logan Sargent was 10th in his first testing day. Nick DeVries, 14th in his first test, and Oscar Piastri was 18th out of the 19 that ran. Day two, we got to see Joe Guanyu. Good for him. First on day two after running 132 laps. As you can tell, they were working on a lot of stuff, too. And again, they were up and down, so it makes sense. But it's good to see his name on the top of the boards, you know, especially as Max was second. So he did outdo Max. It's not like he didn't run that day after Nick, and he only ran 47 laps and was four hundredths of a second behind. Uh, DeVries was fourth after 74 laps, but over half a second back. Nico Hulkenberg was fifth. Logan Sargent, seventh. Piastri, ninth. Logan Sargent with the most laps, 154. Joe ran 132, and Fernando Alonso ran 130. And again, new team, knew all of that. You know, they worked with Seabass last year, and be Sebastian Bell. For those who don't know that, you know, so there's moving parts you got to figure out, you know, that and everyone prefers different stuff, you know, to how they drive. So that one makes a lot of sense. And then day three, we got to see Checo Perez was first on day three by 0.359 seconds over Lewis Hamilton after he ran 133 laps. Sadly, Piastri and DeVries were 17th, I'm sorry, 16th and 17th. Uh, 
Max didn't take a lap, which should scare people that he went from that many to on day one to as low as he did on day two and then not running anything on day three. You know, I didn't watch it, but him cutting back that much, I think they know what they have. Everyone knows what they have. It's theirs to lose. Anyone that says otherwise is crazier than me, and that's actually saying something. And Joe Guanyu also did not run any laps, but when it comes down to you, the the manufacturers, instructors as they're called in F1, Red Bull ran the fastest lap. They had over three tenths faster than the next one, which was Mercedes. Alpine was last, which isn't a good sign for you know three days. But we'll see. Williams and Aston Martin were two point four seconds faster than last year's testing, which is a giant. That's a big gain. So that's good. Really, yeah. You know, again, I want everyone to get and Aston Martin having you know, Fernando Alonso. I think is a you know a big jump and. You know, last year was the first year with the cars, the new car, so everyone's, you know, figuring more stuff out as we go. But good to see them up there and running faster. Alfa Romeo was 2.2 seconds faster. Mercedes was 2.1. Alfa Tori, 1.7. Red Bull, 1.4 seconds, you know, faster, which is terrifying because look how much faster they were than the whole entire world last year. So even if they pick up, you know, Williams and Aston Martin picking up 2.4 seconds, I mean, with Red Bull getting 1.4 faster than last year, that still puts him seconds ahead of him. So I don't see much different you know, result this year than I did last year, sadly, but it'll be good racing behind him. Ferrari's 1.4, McLaren was the second faster, Haas was nine-tenths of a second, Alpine was the only one that had something to be worried about because they were six-hundredths of a second slower than last year. But again, you know, new people in their driving, trying new things. You know, new driver always does that. You know, One of them came in to be teammates there Fernando Alonso left pissed and has taken over for Seabass and I think he's just angry and has something to prove which does help certainly but Aston Martin might also have better cars we'll just have to wait and see how it works out this year but again a lot of moving parts a lot of new people you know a lot of people bounced around again it'll be the first time that I'll be able to remember watching because I know I watched it back in the day but this will be the first time I'll remember watching F1 and not seeing Sebastian Vettel on the grid. That's just, I'm sure we'll see him at some point this year, but that's just really weird to me. I, you know, never, never thought I'd actually, you know, see the man retires. He's just, he's one of those. Every sport has him. So hopefully, you know, he's enjoying his retirement again. And the season should be really good, you know, going into it, finally kicking off this weekend, just like IndyCar, a lot of stuff this weekend, but. I mean, I expect Max Verstappen and the Red Bulls, you know, well, Max Verstappen to be way faster than everyone, and then Checo being, you know, right there, second through fourth, or fifth normally right there, and him to be a little faster. Let's say Mercedes and Ferrari, but they were all very competitive with each other last year, and I don't see that being any different this year. I just, you know, I, he, Max was miles ahead of everyone last year, including his own teammate, so... You know, I I don't expect any different. I think people will be closer, and I think there will be certain tracks where, you know, what the other cars are good at and are better suited to. You know, the other constructors will, you know, be in advance because I think everyone will have gotten better. But if it wasn't for, you know, Monaco, which you can't pass, uh, some retirements from cars blowing up on them, I mean, you really barely had anyone even in the same zip code as him so 
hopefully people are closer. I really, I mean, I honestly hope that <clears throat> those seconds there, including, you know, the 1.4 for them also means Checo is that much faster, which means everyone could be closer to Max because he ran away with it if you watched it last year. I just don't think it's going to be anything different. I do want to see if Lewis Hamilton can get a victory. I want to see what Carlos can do. And I really, again, want to see, you know, all these people in new places, you know, Fernando Alonso, I want to see him outdo the Alpines just personally. I want to see that. And I want Checo to be closer to Max. Like I really want him to be closer to Max for step. And I'm going to knock him down every once in a while, because last year, if you look at the points, like it wasn't even a question. I think there's, I mean, just look at the one, I believe it was in, the race in Japan where he won by like a year and a half in the rain. You know, it was just astronomical, the like zone that he was in and the cars he had. So time will tell. We'll see, but we'll find out soon enough because this weekend is the first race. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Don't forget YouTube, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, where you can donate and help the show out and grow. I'll be back on Friday. So enjoy the rest of your week. Share this out. Peace. I'm out. Bye.